0: Are
1: we on? Where are we yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it on live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's on live. Right. What up everyone? You can't see me but you can probably hear me. Alright, I'm gonna hit record over here <laughs> on our end. Oh hey everybody <laughs> we totally should have done this in person but my office right now aka studio is a little crazy so this is this is better for everybody but could have been could have been fun. So okay so I'm gonna record this meeting is being recorded. Oh, And then geez. Oh I know, I know. It's okay. I'll I'll count no, us down just a second. Um and I'll record our intro and everything like that at the end, because I need you to send me um, a bio. But um, but yeah, so we're just gonna get fucking into it. Um and warning everyone listening in. I'll, it's gonna there's gonna be like dirty language and like swearing and stuff like that, which like, you know, we're all fine with that. It's <laughs> cool. We're gonna have a blast. All right. <laughs> Recording with Eric Bigger in three, two. All right, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us on the Amplify podcast. I'm super, super pumped for this conversation. So thank you for being here.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Big Queen energy, you know. Hey,
1: hey yes. Let's
0: get good it. After it. <laughs> and like,
1: hey, I mean, we've got some big King energy
0: in the room. So yeah, awesome. you know. <laughs> I am him. I am who I am. I am him. <laughs> king me, please. King me. <laughs> so
1: this is going to be. This is going to be a tuned episode an awesome episode i'm super excited to dig in but as you know we start out with some rapid fire so Uh, you're um, whatever comes to mind right 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 we're shooting from the hip just going for it yeah 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 all right what are you grateful for right now
0: breathing air all right life all right what huh just life in general just to live you know this is amen grateful for that
1: amen what is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether or not you feel guilty about
0: it? Right. We own our own our choices. Uh, I always have a problem with understanding what that definition really means. But when I think okay. about it, I thought about this last night. I really have a sugar rush at times. and I just want to eat a lot of gummy bears and a lot of gummy sh- bears, gummy bears, yeah. and sugar and candy. Like, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Or I got these vegan chips I get as well. Like, it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm like digging in. But I love it. It makes me feel like a little kid again. Like, yeah, I'm not even hungry, but I'm going to go get some gummy bears.
1: I have some gummy bears in my house, actually, from a trip to Vegas, like, last week, because I never buy candy or anything like that. Like, I, I keep chocolate in the house and ice cream, you know, on occasion, but no candy. And I've been doing that. Like, I get up in the morning, I'm making my coffee, I'm like... Why not have a little handful of gummy
0: bears at yeah. seven a.m. in the morning? Why <laughs> not, right? Yeah. So I, I I can't hold on to gummy bears. I get them, they're gone. Two bags, three bags. I gotta keep them out of the way. One
1: okay. Year. Okay. Got it. Noted. <laughs> What's a random fact that most
0: people wouldn't know about you? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, and I'm a nerd. You see all these books in the background. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I love learning. Um, I love growing and getting better as an individual and I study life like literally i'm always trying to figure out things to make things better or more I love efficient it. i
1: love it if you weren't doing what you do now and obviously you are you know curating your life curating your business in the way that feels best to you and doing what lights you up but if you weren't doing this like what kind of job or career would you have like what's what's something that's always been like super interesting and exciting
0: to you? i just think i've been i would have been an athlete easy been a superstar okay. athlete, basketball, football. I really just could have been an athlete, like at the highest okay. level, like just showing up, performing. I'm working hard, so makes, you know. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense.
1: Do you have any weird talents or special skills?
0: I can dance. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if it's weird talents. I mean, I guess this is like spiritual. Um, I have like a crazy deep sixth sense at times. I can feel people, feel things and know things Same. without even knowing why. Uh, I was actually here just watching a video on seven types of uh, healers. So what I realized I'm a messenger and I'm a way shower. So the messenger is the one who gets information from the spirit, from the spiritual realm and translates it into the reality, to the real world and give it to the people who needs it and yearns for it. And then the way shower is the person who does the work to show people this is how you do it, this is what you have to go through to get to it. And we just show. Like and people live through that. So it's interesting. I'm gonna yeah. see the video. You'll you'll like it.
1: Okay. I like this. Um yeah. It's super <laughs> fascinating and I definitely want to talk more about the spirituality, yeah, energy kind of stuff with you as well. Um okay. What did you want to be when you were little?
0: Professional <laughs> ball player. I just wanted to be a ball player. I always wanted to yeah. be Basketball, NBA, that was my dream. I gave it, I gave it everything. I gave it my all, I gave it my energy. I mean, 100 100 degree weather, I'm shooting basketball. Ice cold outside, I'm on a basketball court. So that was my dream and then I had to change that. Now I'm a pro Uh in life. I'm a pro in life, baby. I gotta go professional (laughs) in life. So that's the new, that's the new profession for me. All right,
1: I like it. What did you want to be when you were, or I already asked that, when is the last time that you cried?
0: um that's recently what was this Um uh, maybe let's say like three weeks ago okay was, yeah i was crying I was a big cry <laughs> like a big baby but it was just like because when i cry it's because i can feel things about the thing i'm crying about more innately and deep so mm-hmm. one was just from seeing a situation that unfolded that I knew could have been different if things would change, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, and it was a kid involved, and it's just kind of like a separation that happened with the kid and the parents kind of like hurt me because I know what that's like, and not having that, and having the kid see that and not have it now, like it just hurt, you know? And I was dealing with my own little personal issues of whatever I was holding on to forever, and I just let it out.
1: Yeah, it's important. I like that.
0: I cry now, people. I cry. I'm a crier. But I right? ain't gonna cry, but I will cry. <laughs> I'm
1: like, a, I think I cried a little bit this morning. Like five seconds. Yeah. Totally fine. You know, some energy got had to move. There we go. We let it
0: out. You know, I, it's uh, funny. I had my cousin, his name is Dante Young, and um, he said the moment when he was a kid, maybe he was like 14 to 15, and you know, as he was getting older, the moment he started to cry and let go, he started making more progress and money start coming into his life of course because he was you're blocked
1: right yeah. yeah you you're holding on to that energy it weighs you down right and it takes up space and and if we're holding on to that we're not in alignment and yeah. i believe that abundance and attraction works on alignment and so if you're out of alignment even in the littlest way you're you're blocking stuff from from coming coming your way exactly i love that um
0: When's the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! What was I laughing about? I think it was yesterday. Oh it, was, it was something so simple and stupid, but it was just like funny because of me and the person relation to it was just, I forgot what Wait, I Wait, you made. laughed? Yeah, the other day. With that, that yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was one, was but then I think I laughed yesterday friend. too. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was just like, it was just, I guess, I think the laugh was about um, the government, right? How the government is like, they don't, they don't give a f, like they want what they want, and they're gonna bring it, right? But it's like, they, it's like, there's no hiding what they want, like. But he was laughing because it's like, yo, they go hard. They so like, if you got a business, right, and you look at the government, look how they run their business. They'll do whatever it takes to get you to get what they want you to have, and so. It was yeah. just funny because it's like, yo, that's crazy if you think of it like that. That's the way yeah. it is. So it was just an internal like moment with me and my, my friend because we was just like, yo, we just, just laughed because it was hilarious because it was so real. But it was like, yo, that's crazy because that's literally how you need to be sometimes when it comes to business. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but it's just funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, right there with
0: you.
1: <laughs> 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 what is your favorite meal?
0: Seafood uh, If my favorite meal I would say Okay Salmon Saute spinach um, oh, oh We're getting very Some Maybe uh, some fried mushrooms And Some quinoa With, with, some, with some kombucha With some kombucha and I mean, Oh Yeah Detail okay. Detail <laughs> Like a Virgo Hey get in there <laughs> <laughs> That's been, like, Very specific Yeah learned. I'm painting that picture For the viewers And the listeners I know <laughs> and kombucha that's my favorite i'm addicted to that i believe you know it's good it's
1: It's good good. i you know i started a little sparkling water addiction over here on my end like last year no like at this point it was like early 2020 once the sun goes down i i just switch to sparkling water
0: (laughs) yeah i drink
1: like seven macroys a night wow which can't be good for me i mean i'm exaggerating but no, sometimes it's it. just like two maybe or one but it's like this whole thing it's a it's a whole vibe i don't know yeah. anyway what is your next travel destination or the next place that you want
0: to travel to rather? good question so there's a uh lux how do you say it Luxurious. i hope i said that right Luxurious. luxurius how do you say it Luxurious. Luxurious. I can't even say. It. I get in the for the cash anywhere that was luxury. Just know that luxury. Yeah. So hotel in Utah. I think it's the Armor. It begins with the A. It's like twenty five hundred okay. a night, or something like that, okay. something crazy. But that's somewhere I want to go and experience. And it's also a place in Palm Desert. I think it's like a uh, a cleansing place where you go and you just out your soul like they give you like certain type of like drinks and uh food i forgot the name but it's in palm springs somewhere but outside of that i don't really have nothing because i just i went to tahiti not too long ago that was amazing Mm. that was phenomenal uh but utah that hotel i'll find it and then that place in palm desert like i have a big i just want to go to a spiritual retreats and i want to heal more and learn and just unplug right yeah and be free yes in yes. order to be exactly. me i have to be free <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> well okay so that is all i've got for rabbit fire so now we're gonna get into like the meat of, of the conversation and, and do all the things but before i throw a bunch of questions at you because i even just in in that i'm like i wrote down a ton more like questions and topics i want to cover um already and i'm for that would you tell us just like the bullet points of your story for all the listeners who maybe don't know you yet from obviously like you know from baltimore to like what you're up to now here in la cliff notes version
0: because i know it's like cliff notes you want the cliff notes? hey who took cliff notes in ninth and tenth grade because i was cheating in english Sorry, Mr. Niaga, Miss Niaga, I think that's his name, English teacher, City College High School. But anyway, I'm Eric Bigger, uh, TV personality, motivator, uh, fitness trainer, all things motivation, positivity, inspiration. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised. Uh, I graduated from Hampton University in Virginia. Graduated in 2010, booked a one-way ticket, came to LA. I knew one person, I had $1,000 to my name, that was it. And then I figured it out. And then, you know, I did every job from Uber to, you know, selling water machines, a door guy, you know, at a nightclub. And then, boom, I got a big break. I went on the TV show, the reality show, The Bachelorette, and wow, you know, I went to six countries, fell in love, and then my life changed, and boom, here, all my dreams came true. Got a podcast, traveling the world, speaking engagements, blah, 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 you know? Then I did another show, then another show, <laughs> and, then, and then now, I'm just... Um, Self regulated and creating content that's going to inspire, evolve, and heal humanity and give people a different way to perceive themselves as well as the world and the lens they look from. Because if we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. And uh, recently, I just released a book, 100 Days of Wisdom, yes.
1: that she has. That we Here have. We go. Here we-
0: You know, you definitely can get it. It's out. Link is in my bio. My Instagram is Eric Bigger. And I also have a course that's connected to this book that you can use while reading it. Um, So that's what's of recent. new book out. Book launch uh, party is November 4th. And um, that'll be the first Thursday in November. And I have some other things I'm working on. I won't speak on it, but it'll be out after the fact. But it's fitness related. It's spiritual related. And um, I'm just... Constantly growing and improving and evolving and becoming just a A man of just belief and faith and letting people know like You do the work you believe in yourself. It can happen because I wasn't always okay. this guy. So, uh This is who I am. I mean, I'm in, I'm in yeah. L.A. by the way. I mean, I'm in Burbank, yes. you know Hey, yes. hey, I'm in L.A., and I'm in like, We're you know? like 10 minutes away from each other yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, which yeah. Is, is so fun um, yeah. Okay, so let's
1: talk a bit more about the book. Yeah, yeah. this is so fucking cool. Like I love books like this because it's so easy to wait, wait, it's easy to digest, it's easy to work through, it's not something that you like because I'm I I'm not a good reader in the sense that like I know how to read, like all that yeah, yeah. but like I'm not consistent with reading actual books. Like I can do an audiobook really consistently, but when I break open a book, like I'm like, oh fuck, I haven't read it, I haven't opened it in three weeks, you know, yeah. and then I'm like, oh back up a few pages to remember where the hell I am, you know. And so this kind of book is so much like. Now I'll show you guys who um, our you know we'll watch video and stuff like that. But it's basically like like it says a hundred days of wisdom, and there are a hundred quotes in here, or more than a hundred, I think. Yeah, There's a hundred. Well, a hundred, and then we've got 101 to, yeah. to get us to the next the next phase of things. But a hundred quotes in here that are like, easy to digest, like I said, along with a lined page to do some reflection around it. So the idea being, go through this baby over the course of a 100 days, and you start your day, end your day, or whenever you need it, right, with a fucking dose of inspiration. So I I love books like this. Like, this is, like, my, something that I know I can stick with really consistently, and it, like, is serves a great value for me. But I want to know, like, where the idea for this
0: came from. Yeah, so this idea generated in uh, 2015. Um, at the time, I was living in Career Town. I was in a one-bedroom apartment with a roommate, you know. That was really different times. But I was taking a Lewis House mastermind. And so mm-hmm. in 28 days, everybody in the mastermind in the group had to uh, create a product. Right. So at the time, I did motivational videos on Instagram. So I would do Motivation Monday, Wisdom Wednesday, What's Positive Friday. And at the time, that 15 seconds, it was just videos of me pumping out motivation for my followers, yeah. the people who, you know, followed me. And honestly, it was really me speaking to myself because I wasn't in the best state, you know, mentally, emotionally, because I was still trying to figure me out in life. And how do I evolve? How do I get out of this one bedroom with another girl, man? Like I need to. Figured me out. Right. Um, but that was a journey at the time. And so those videos, I took a hundred of those videos, turned the words from those videos into quotes. And this is how I generated this book. And when I look back at the book, as I look at it now and I hope it, you know, open like day 74 when things got hard. Did you stay or did you run? When people doubted you, did you give up? Don't believe in the fears, you're more than enough. You're powerful and nothing can stop you. You're phenomenal, stay true to you, stay true to your soul. So like reading that and thinking of that and being in that moment, in that space, I like to think like, where was I at in my life, right? But what happened was that was those words, that motivation, that energy was what kept me going. What gave me more faith and belief and confidence. I was trying to figure something out. This is pure creation from my soul. This is like coming from me, from all the books and all the seminars and everything I experienced at that time, really creating it, spitting it out on a social media platform and taking that and putting it in a book. And so this book will get you through your toughest times, your lonely times, um, you keep you motivated, you keep you stimulated, yeah. you will wanna grow, you wanna be more. So this, and it's, it's like you said, it's easy to digest because I'm not hitting you over the head like 10 pages for one quote, you know, or right. long passages. You read it early in the morning, you digest it, take your notes, and then you really want once again before you go to bed. So it's in your subconscious. And then mm-hmm. say 100 days because they say it takes 21 days to hold someone accountable for them to shift, you know, a paradigm or break a habit or create a new habit. I want people to keep going. I want them to stay consistent. So yeah. you're going to build consistency. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to appreciate dedication. And your life is going to change. And you might not think about it, but I always tell people, give yourself seven days straight with this book. You'll start seeing differences in your life about yourself. You're going to think different. You're going to feel different. You're going to be different. Not because of me, because of you. You opened the book. You took the time. You read the quotes. You took the notes. And when you do that, I'm teaching you how to build consistent action steps to move forward in your life. Because how we do one thing is how we do all things. And then that transpire into other, words, other places in your life. And that's what it's about. It's about you evolving as a human human being being your best self with what you have so that's the book 100 days of wisdom i love self. it i love it
1: you got yeah so everybody 100 days of wisdom best place to get it is yes on
0: going... instagram at eric bigger click the link sign up get the book i'm sending out copies you know once we get off here i got like six or seven books all wrapped up ready to go so get your book
1: Yeah, amazing! And congratulations! Like this is
0: putting together a book, like whether it's quotes, you know, your personal story, whatnot. Like this is such a big undertaking. So it's a big and it's my second book. It's my second book. Yeah, Yeah, you know.
1: How cool to like have a physical? Like how fun is
0: this? Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because it's my it's my face is on this, so it's my it's my energy. So I had another Mm -hmm. book that I wrote in a pandemic called Transformation. Oh sure, show um, But it was with another friend, right? It's a workbook, right? And what I realized was that, you know, this is cool. This is great because this helps as well. But this is all of me. This is kind of partnering with someone else. It still works. But when I see this and I open this and I really look at these pages, I'm like, yeah, take responsibility yeah. for all your actions and learn from your mistakes. Continue to improve. Give negativity, no energy, be great. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's, nice you said. yeah yeah so it's 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 such a uh this is the first time in my life that i'm i've been proud of me because i went through an awakening um these last few weeks and now i'm at a place where i can appreciate my accomplishment i can appreciate this moment of being on this podcast and talking to you about something i created because i said 2015 is 2021 so it wasn't like i did the book and hey here you go and i had an ebook prior but i revamped it you know fixed some things And now I'm here, so I always want to tell people listening and watching, don't shortchange the process. Give it time, because divine timing is real. And when it's supposed to happen, it will happen, and your things will manifest, and you will feel good about it. But when we try to force, you know, books, when we try to force relationships, force jobs, force things into uh, manifestation, they don't last long. And they don't keep you going, because you're trying to control it. And when you're trying to control things, those things control you you don't really have the power that you can get from it because you're not allowing it to be what it needs to be like i have not had this book sitting in the archives for years but now it's time for the universe to see it and feel it and get the benefits from it so i'm happy
1: yeah so why why now because if it's if it's content that you had for a long time like you know how come this didn't come to life sooner and maybe it's just related to all the growth that you've experienced over the last year and everything like that, that it was finally, you were finally ready to share this and share, because it is like such intimate stuff, you know, it's it's such a personal, personal content, like, yeah, what, um, why now?
0: Well, timing, you know, we had a pandemic last year, and with the pandemic, you had a bunch of time, so the book I just showed, that's what I wrote over the pandemic, and this was already in a Archives just didn't bring it out, and it took some time with my book publisher. Shouts out to Brian Johnson, Dream Live Your Dream Out Loud Publishing, um, and so I released that book in July of 2020, and this came out, uh, the ebook version came out in February this year. Uh, and so it was the timing, and in, in that time, you know, my spirit was telling me you need to create products because God forbid anything that you make money off of or create, if it shuts down, what do you have, right? What can you do? And so. That was my intention. So in that, in the pandemic, I created a fitness challenge with Vanessa Simmons. I wrote a book, Transformation. as another book. I um, started a coaching business. Uh, I got I should have had one of my shirts on. I got Miracle Season merch. So over these times, I'm creating products. That's yeah. That's mine. That that's connected to who I am, and that was the intentions, and uh, and this is the manifestation, and uh, now we're here. So that's really it. Was the timing, and then I had the time to do it, the time to focus on it. Where before. Yeah. You know, you're doing life, you're handling business, you're not really you've you know you are doing life you are handling business you are not really you you know you got to do it, but you just don't know when, and then I always say when you have time to do something, you should do it. So
1: a hundred percent. So you mentioned a few minutes ago, like you went through a bit of an awakening even just a few weeks ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, yeah. Ta- can you tell us? Absolutely. All more about so,
0: you know, um I'm very spiritual, I'm very deep, and so I'm aware when I'm going through a transformation in life and we're my old self or my old ways or the old paradigm that i was working out of no longer serves me or humanity the way i would want to because how i feel and so coming from a place of taking care everybody somewhat of a people pleaser being codependent you know allowing people to depend on me to be me so if people depend on me they gave me validation to be me for them and not me for me and so i got a revelation that you, you can't do that no more. That doesn't serve you. That doesn't help you. That doesn't benefit you. Also, it actually hurts them even even more because you're enabling these people by trying to take over and give them the answers you think they should have. And they're not finding yeah. their own answers. And then I had a series of like a week where I'm like, you know what? They don't need me as much as I think they do. I think there's a narrative that I'm created that they need mm. me. I'm pulling energy from them to be me something I created from a childhood to keep me going, but now actuality, I was afraid to go do the journey and, and be who I need to be by myself, for myself, alone, because it's lonely, right? I'm really good at groups. I'm really good at helping the group, managing the group, motivating and inspiring the group. I'm good with groups. But now it's like, okay, that's over. That self is over. Now that's about you. What do you want for you, for you? And no one's involved. You're not attached to anyone or helping anyone. And I got a lot of this information from my um, natal chart. And, you know, I don't know mm. of anybody who's into astrology, but you have your oh, yeah, nodes. yeah, that's, that's on my list
1: for us to talk about, for north sure.
0: North node, south node. So my south node was in Virgo, and my north node is in Pisces. So south node. So it was in 11th house. So an 11th house is of groups, community, people, right? So in a past life, my south node, which was Virgo, is in the 11th house, where in a past life, I had a profession of a healer or someone who helped the world. So all my decisions were life or death based on who came to me for help. So in this lifetime, I come here with those capabilities and tools, but I have to work out of that energy because the real energy of this lifetime is to be more spiritual and more free and more trusting and letting go of control and being analytical and being perfectionist. And it having to be very detailed and has to be this way or trying to control outcomes and can try to control behaviors because you think it should, you know, stop. It doesn't work anymore. Sorry, sir. And so my spirit tells me, like, all right, it's over. Now I'm a new person. I feel so much better because I'm not attached to people outcomes no more. I'm not attached to something that has to be this way or else. I'm not attached to it being perfect for it to make sense for me to make a decision. I don't need all the information to trust it. All I got to do is trust what I feel. And then when I and in that moment, I was in an analysis of a paralysis, right? Paralysis analysis where I felt stuck. Like, I don't know what to do. Overthinking overanalyzing frustrated and then i'm sitting here and i'm looking like bro you got a book what's up and i think well, how did i do this because i had faith and i trust i didn't have a plan my plan was my faith my plan was my belief system i knew this what i had to do and i did it you know we talked about this human design i'm a generator i go off that sacral chakra what i feel and i attack and then the universe brings to me whatever i need to benefit or learn and i keep moving
1: I love that. Okay, so what were some of the things that you, because I, uh, I used to, such a people pleaser, and I completely agree with you that people pleasing, right? So you, when you do that, you are violating your own agreements to yourself, right? You're self-sabotaging, um, and you're trying to control somebody else's perception of you, right? Trying to look a certain way or... You know, oh, I don't want them to, I don't want to hurt their feelings. so I'm going to sugarcoat things, but it's like, wait a second, but now you're doing everyone a disservice who's involved in that interaction. And, and I used to be such a people pleaser. Um, and I know so many of Amplify's listeners have struggled with that and maybe still struggling with that. Like what helped you to really overcome the people pleasing stuff? I know you said like making sure you're happy and showing up for you rather than other people but like are there were there any like big aha moments or kind of tangible things that you did to move through that and work through that
0: well i i you know first thing that comes to mind is that you know people pleasing comes from a place of not feeling worthy right you don't feel worthy enough you don't feel like you're enough so as a kid Having you know emotional abandonment issues in my upbringing, I didn't feel like I was enough, so I made everybody else feel like they were enough, right? Mm-hmm. I became what I wanted for everyone else, yeah. and honestly, like going on TV, you know, at that time, it forced me to like think for myself. You know, I had cars picking me up, my producers asking what do I want, what do I want to eat, what do you want to get a massage today. Like it was just all about me, and it was like weird because it was never about me in that sense. Ever in life, I always made it about people. And then honestly, I just felt like you know when it when it come down to it, I realized something like i'm the catch right i'm 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 the one, I'm the chosen one. I have the it the it factor, what I mean by that sometimes you can miss out on who you are because you're so indulgent in what you have what you think you have to be for others and realize like no people have to be by you being you for you because then that's how you get more out of people, but you're trying to be everything for people and you're not being yourself. So you're losing yourself and others because they need you to be you. And so I remember when I stopped playing basketball in 2011 or 12 and one of my homies was like, man, you stopped playing? Like bro, I was playing basketball because of you. And I'm like, how you D1, all, all American, you know, full scholarship. But I didn't realize my gift and my power because I wasn't, I wasn't looking at myself from that angle until I went on a show and I started looking at it from a different lens. Because I was pumping my boys up and my guy like, yo, come on, we got to do this, let's do it big or whatever. And it's like, and I was like, I guess I have to be that person. I guess I have to be that trailblazer. I guess I have to be that leader. And then as you grow and you evolve, you get more information, and you're like, oh, you're, yeah. you're 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 blessed. Like, you have it. You have what it takes. What are you scared of? Like, are you afraid of success? Are you afraid to be that person? You know you that, God. Why are you afraid to stand out and be him? And then that's when I realized I didn't fit in because most of my life I tried to fit in because I didn't want people to think that I felt I was better or I was different or that I didn't like them. And I had a lot of survivor's remorse, a lot of guilt and shame around success where I felt like everything I got, I should give it away or give it to someone else. And then I realized, like, I worked for this. I sacrificed long nights. I booked a one-way ticket for $1,000 in LA 11 years ago. I slept on someone's bedroom for me, I mean, on someone's couch for a year and paid $500 a month. I did that. Not my friends, you know, not, not my family. I did that. I'm out here by myself with no family. I mean, my aunt, she lives out here now. Love her. But, you know, I did that. So it's like I had to learn how to give myself credit, but be okay with saying you, you did it, man. Like, be proud of yourself. And like I said, now I can really see it from a different angle because I am proud of myself. Because I will always push off like, no, you helped, you helped, you did it. But it's like, I really had to do it. I had to get up at 5 a.m. I had to go see that client. I had to get on those sets. I had to do that speech. I had to book that up, that role for that audition. I had to do it. So if I have a manager or a team, I still got to show up, no matter how much I get paid. So it's okay to take credit for what you do do and what you can do and it's okay to say yo i got what it takes and i'm gonna own that i'm not gonna shun myself and say because sometimes you can be too humble and it'll leave you broke right you know because you're not owning your gifts and when you have a gift you have to give it to the world and so that's what i've discovered and feel good about it like it's okay and how how another person feels that's not your problem you got to do you for you and then once people get your backstory they'll realize why you are that way and so it's it's a beautiful, like, revelation and just understanding and epiphany over the f- last few weeks. I'm just happy to be in this place. It's just like, cool, I get it. Like, we good. Like, we can only win, you know? Like, I'm a leader. Like, I lead. Like, that's who I am. Like, I'm, so people need me to lead and, and do what I need to do for me, though. Because <laughs> once I do for me, then they know how to do for them. So it's, yes. it's powerful, but I love it.
1: Yes. I love, I love all of that. I mean, we are speaking so many of the same languages with all this kind of stuff. I love it. Um, and interestingly, like I'm also a human design generator as well. So like I get you with all that kind of stuff. Um, so for your, I mean, when did you start getting into like the astrology type stuff, the human design kind of stuff, like learning about all of that?
0: Uh, it had to be when I first moved to L.A. Probably because this one I was searching the most. I think it was 22, 23, fresh out of college. Uh, the first thing that really kind of triggered it, I was to go out to clubs and be in the club a lot. And I was so curious, like when I run into certain women, it was like, why am I attracted to this one woman? Or why do I gravitate to this person? I will always ask, what's your sign? So if these people had the same type of sign, I'm like, oh, that's a pattern. So I get along with this sign and that sign. Oh, what does that mean, right? That's
1: like literally, that's so similar to me. And it wasn't necessarily like just men and dating. It was for me so many people that I would have such fast and like intense connections with, even friends. And then I'm like, wait, you're also this sign and you're also this sign. And wait a second, maybe I should look into this shit.
0: (laughs) And then you look into it and you dive deep. And then over the years, it just got more information, more awareness, more confidence in it. And someone just sent me something last night that just blew my mind. I was like, wow. Like it's like a, it's like it's numerology but it's a whole nother like and I'm just like oh, more information, let's go. Yeah, you know? so with
1: all of that, like how do you use it? Like how does it supplement your knowledge of yourself, your knowledge of others, your understanding of how like you operate all of that? Like how do you use that as a tool or guidance?
0: Well, it's just for me, I'm a person of I've observed things and I'm aware. So I pay attention to the signs in my life, right? Where I'm at, where I want to go, who I'm connected to, the energy they're in, I'm in. And I've always been fascinated by information and things that make me think about me. And the reason I realize that I'm always curious about someone else is because I wish someone was curious about me growing up. I want people to ask me about me because I felt misunderstood. So, by me feeling misunderstood, I just wanted to understand everybody. So, then if I can understand everybody, I can make friends with everybody because I understand them. But I never knew how to communicate to them or those people to understand me. Because I never, you know, it was never about me. So, I was never put in a position like, oh, tell me about yourself. And then when I did, I would choke up because I'm like, uh, I'm a guy, you know, from Baltimore and I like basketball, you know. So, I just think for me, when I get the information, i take it in and it's hard for me to digest because sometimes i'll just send texts like hey look at this look at that but it does something to my mental right stimulating it it's like takes me down a path of this is going to get me to the next level knowledge is the precursor to experience once you have the knowledge you're going to attract experience because you have new information the people who are at the top of the world is because they have information, right? On top of that information, they also have perspective that others might not have based on their experience or how they was raised. So that matters, but information is key. I always say information changes your situation. So when I get new information, I dive into it, I absorb it, I get it, and then I apply it. And then what I do is I program shift. I was like, okay, okay, oh, I see, oh, okay, okay that's that, that. I need to change that. Cause I'm, I'm hard on myself, so the hardest work we'll do in life is on ourselves. So yes. when I give you information, I feel like I made a mistake or I need to fix something. Or I need to be accountable and responsible. I take it in. I apply it. We ain't doing that no more. So it's just it's like I'm the way shower, Right. Like I told you before. So I can't tell you something I'm not doing. Right. I can't tell you to do something I haven't done. So I have to do it to show you and prove you prove to you that it works.
1: This yeah. works.
0: These were videos. Yeah. These were, this is thoughts. That's
1: actually what I was going to say, too, along those lines. You saying, like, okay, these quotes in the book, like, these were things that you put into videos, yes, to inspire other people, but you were doing that because that's what you needed to hear as well. Wow. And so much of the time, one, I think so many of us think, oh, no, I have to have it all figured out before I share it with the world. Not the case at all. Ain't nothing. So much of the time, like with what we're doing, right? Like, or what we are teaching, like we're, we're teaching to a previous version of ourselves. We're here to help a a previous version of ourselves so much of the time, not always, but often. Right. And so it's such a great practice or habit to be like, okay, this is something I'm growing through. Why not share that process in a way that's also going to, yes, completely like uplift me and serve me and do what I, I need it to do. But also support others, right? So so this is like some encouragement for people listening that it's like if you're feeling stuck in something or you're learning something or growing through something, like share the stuff that you need to hear now or that you needed to hear a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, whatever it is. Because like that's, that's where this book literally came from, right? Those words yeah. of wisdom that Eric needed to hear for himself right that he got packaged up for others yeah and now here it is in a fucking book
0: yeah right thoughts become things and at that time i was speaking to people to, i was like i was helping you to help me to help you to help us <laughs> yeah. right so it exactly. looked like i'm really a coach and i'm giving a shit. i'm the student that's trying to learn from coaching right it, uh yes so yes, absolutely that's that's how that all unfolded but it's and it's still a journey, and it's still motivation, and, and inspiration, and wisdom, and it's still challenges, and adversity, and setbacks. This is, this is a, that's why learning will always be here, and we'll always have the information we need. Yes. But I think what I'm learning now is just in, to enjoy what I have, to enjoy the journey, to enjoy being right. on a podcast, to enjoy every day of every day, right? Like to enjoy it and not be so, I got to do this, so I got to do this, because if I don't do this, and it's like, get out of that, stop that. Take your time, have some grace, have some pace, have compassion, and show up for yourself. And if you don't get everything on your to-do list done, it's all right, you get it done tomorrow. Like, what are you beating yourself up for? Because I do that a lot in my life. It doesn't help, so it's important to kind of have really good poise with yourself and get to like, my, my therapist would say, would you talk to your nephew like that if he made a mistake? i was like damn no yeah so how would you talk to him if you made a mistake you would tell him it's okay right and you do it again it's all right i was like you're right she said so you gotta stop talking to yourself like that gotta stop thinking you know and i'm like right what am i beating Mm -hmm. myself up for you know Yep. just perfectionism like stop that it doesn't work
1: completely oh yeah i love that it's such a good reminder like oh would you talk to a little kid like this would you talk to your best friend like this like your sibling yeah I love that yeah. um so on the note of oh, actually remind me what is your sign again Did you i'm a pisces yeah oh, okay yes sex, the, sex. funny enough when i was saying like oh when, what got me into learning more about astrology and all that kind of stuff is because i was noticing ex, like in the month of march right like everyone i fucking knew it was their birthday like <laughs> my ex-husband ex-boyfriend um you know, best friend in high school, like this person, that person, new good friend, like everyone in this I was like it's their birthday and now it's their birthday. And I was like, what fucking sign are all these yeah. people? And it was all Pisces. Oh wow, in Virgo. interesting yeah. in Virgo, which makes sense. It's a the opposite. tend to like it's the yeah, opposite, but yeah. but balance very well, yeah. um, in a lot of ways. So so yeah, makes sense. Um Okay, so on the astrology stuff, cool. Let's it could you give mm. The listeners, because we haven't talked about this much. Sorry if we hear the dog in the background, she's grumbled about something. But, um, I haven't talked about numerology, I don't think ever really, oh, really? on the show. Will yeah. you give like a really kind of high level uh, explanation of what that is and what you get out of it?
0: Yeah, so numerology is numbers, right? I always say numbers do not lie. Everything's a number. Your age, your birthday, the measurement of the building, your, your, your price on your car note, your rent. Like, this, numbers. It's just numbers. Uh, Nikola Tesla, a great inventor, believe in like 369, like the numbers. But however, numerology is you literally take your day, your month, and your year and you add it up. So my birthday is March 9th, 1988. So then I would do 3 plus 9, which is 12, right? Um, then you would add that to 19, you know, 88, and that gives you, if, if, I add, if I add it up, it gives in one sense, it's a 2, right? So in numerology, no number can go above a 9 unless it's a 11, 22, or 33, because those numbers are master numbers. So so you got a 3 and a 9, which is 12. So if I do 1988, 1 plus 9 is 10, 10 plus 8 is 18, 18 plus 8 is what? 26. So 2 and 6 is 8, Right. And then eight and three is eleven. So I have. I'm. I'm generally. I'm a 38-11 2. So, and the lower frequency or the lower level, like when you're not as evolved in that space, two is just very diplomatic, very tactful, the peacemaker, um, self-sacrificing. A lot of like speakers and presidents are twos. And then elevens, which is a two, right? It's just a higher self. It's more illuminated with like information and inspiration like Tony Robbins and uh, Gary Vee, uh, Grant Cardone. These guys are master numbers. They're healers. Right. So on the high side, 11 is a healer, but everybody doesn't have those numbers. Some people numbers are different. So then you have that life path number. That's the path you're supposed to live in this life. It gives you a bunch of details and a description of what that means for you. Um, then You have your attitude number, which you will add your month and your day, which is not in. Three is 12, one and two is three, so my attitude numbers are three. And you have your expression on You would do your name and add your name up because your name equals numbers. <laughs> so it's a lot of information. It could be overwhelming, but just Google it, numerology, uh, type in life path numbers and just do your life path number, look it up, calculate it and see what you get. Cause I always, I don't like to push information on the people, I like, look, give me information, check it out, tell me what you think. Does it resonate? Does it feel right? Cool. And I'm always a person you have to use these things not as certainty that this is what my life is, but to help you get through life and understand life to get through life, right? Because it's information like I said before. And the more information you have about yourself, the more you will make sense to the world you're in and you won't be freaking out like why am I like this and why am I like that? or I have this word like I believe everyone is not supposed to be married. Everyone's not gonna be highly successful and make a lot of money but I do every, believe everyone has a purpose. And and you and then some people don't even care about this information. Let's be clear. They don't care. Yeah. But to the people who do, tap in, look it up, get some information and change your situation and right. it's beautiful because you just can add that to your box of development and, you know, personal growth. Right. And and like your
1: tools, right? Cuz the way that I look at a lot of this stuff and I've definitely gotten more into Um, these, I guess you would say like new age or like alternative things, but it's really like such ancient knowledge, you know, like this stuff has been around for so long. Um, and the more that I've gotten into it, like the more it enriches my life as far as like my understanding of myself, my understanding of others, my understanding of the world, all of that, like it adds so much value for me. And 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 guidance too. And I take it with a grain of salt, right? Like I lean into a number of different modalities and, and sources and stuff like that and find value in lots of them. And I'm also not like, Oh my gosh, but you know, the number didn't show up or this or this, you know, whatever, right? Like not like getting to like, not clenching it with like a, a tight fist and stuff, but I find it so powerful. Like I said, to understand yourself and others more effectively, right? Because at the end of the day, like all we are all striving to do is to like be loved, right? Like at the very basic, like if we're like, you know, gonna gonna boil down like what all humans are essentially seeking, like on the most basic level is like love and connection, right? And so the more we're able to, the more self-aware we are, the more we understand ourselves, the more we're able to understand others and connect with others and all of that. So I think there's such powerful tools such powerful tools love Um, so we
0: need
1: yes yes so for you because you are you're one of those people like me who gets the like oh my gosh your energy your energy your energy is just amazing like Mm -hmm. all all that right like for as long as you can probably yeah for sure Yeah. yeah like and so what do you what have you done to like cultivate such incredible powerful magnetic energy like so what brought that out and brought that forward like what did you do anything or is this always just kind of a thing that you had
0: well you know as a kid I always knew my energy was different I just didn't understand it so it was weird but then I got to a point where I realized I can use my energy for benefit you know to Mm -hmm. motivate to inspire and then I realized in some areas of my life, i got a lot of energy, <laughs> so it needs to be utilized, because <laughs> if not, it, it, it goes to waste, and it's, it's bad. Uh, and then I just start tapping into like numerology, astrology, reading a lot of books, and start studying successful people. Like, what do successful people do? Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Bob Proctor, Les Brown. Oh, Transcendental Meditation. Oh, I do meditation. Okay, maybe I should start meditating. Oh, they read books. Oh, maybe I should read a book a month. Oh, okay. Oh, they journal. Maybe I should do some gratitude statements. Oh, affirmation. Oh, affirmation. Nice. And then on top, you know, I always worked out and, and tried my best to eat as clean and as healthy. So with all those things on a consistent basis, you don't have no choice but to increase your energy. And yeah. to have magnetic energy on top of the gift of energy you've been given. To keep it growing and keep it growing and stimulating to a point where I tell people this is how I attract opportunities. It's by being in a high vibration. Um, Yes. Because then those things on that alignment connect with me and we connect to each other and then there I go. I don't have to go look for the opportunity. The opportunity finds me and we connect because of the energy I'm in, the books I've read, the the, the meditation I've done, getting up at 5 a.m., getting up at 5.30 a.m., um, eating clean, um, pr- practicing, you know, good mental, you know, habits, positive thinking, being around energetic people like yourself, you know, Woo. you know, sharing energy and content and ideas. And then it just becomes your lifestyle. And then you just live in that space, probably 70%, I would say at the time, 75%, because you're not always in a high vibe. But yeah. Of course. what
1: are What are some of the things that you do on a daily basis, kind of your, like tools, habits to keep you in peak state or to like start your day in peak state or if you're feeling like, oh, I'm kind of like low energy, like what do you do to shift? Like some of these really uh, tangible kind of like habits and action items for you.
0: Well, you know, every day I start my day with a lot of spiritual action items. Um, I okay. pray, meditate, um, affirmations, uh, gratitude statements, and then I get a workout in. And if honestly a lot of having low energy really comes from not getting rest, right? And when I say rest, like sleep and mental rest. So I pride myself on trying to like even take naps throughout the day or getting sleep at night, going to bed in a, you know early enough time to get the proper hours I need to sleep um, and just being consistent. I think, and that's what this book is about. It's about being consistent. Cause I can talk to me below in the face, but if I'm not consistent, in reading books not consistent in reading reading and working out not consistent in eating healthy and being a good steward of my blessings then i can't have a consistent fulfilled life because i'm not consistent and consistency is the key to all things so yes. as it was really simple it's just i'm consistent and that's why it helps and it enhances my being and helps others when they're around and my intentions is to help people heal have a healing mm-hmm. mat in my house as well where you know it's called the BioMat. it has inflated with crystals uh you oh. heat it up you heat it up and if you're feeling down you're feeling low it heals your body so look it up people it's really good so I, I do that from time to time when i'm watching a game or i'm reading a book i was reading my book earlier 30 minutes it's heated healing mat just chilling
1: <laughs> i love that look yeah. at you look at you who yeah,
0: knew yeah, yeah. yeah. i have no idea
1: um so okay let's actually let's talk a little bit of the like tv reality tv that kind of stuff so obviously you were on the bachelorette um and a couple of the bachelor spin-offs as well um what were some of the biggest like kind of surprises for you like what was unexpected about that and then like what were some of the biggest lessons from that whole
0: experience i think the entire existence of that moment at least for the bachelorette the first season was just a big surprise because i had no intentions i had no information right to make that situation make sense other than this is in my life i attracted this somehow let's see what's behind this door uh i think the biggest thing i've learned is the power of vulnerability because that show for me was healing it healed me Mm -hmm. it allowed me to open up in what ways Well, I've I've never had received love from a woman, and in that instance, it opened my spirit up to get that love, and that's what I believe I was lacking, and my life changed. Like, I went from falling in love, I didn't end up with the girl, but I fell in love, and I felt great, and my life changed. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it was like, I feel like that's what I was lacking from life at the moment, and I thought giving someone my vulnerability and truth would kind of, like, push them away. But it makes people even more intriguing. And it's honestly, it's your truth. It's your life. And it's powerful. And especially dating women, I realize they appreciate the truth. Even if it might hurt in the moment, they just really appreciate it. And I've learned to always be authentic and upfront and just really speak how I feel and what I think at times to not only benefit myself, but let this person know this is where I'm at. This is in my mind and take it or leave it. But that show gave me the boost of confidence to be more vulnerable in all my relationships and friendships, like, hey man, this is how I feel. Or, Cause a lot, well, from the show, I got a lot of backlash from my family. Cause I spoke on things mm-hmm. that they didn't know I was dealing with as a child. Cause I never, I didn't open up. You know, you're from yeah, Baltimore and yeah. you, you, you hold in your stuff and you just do what you gotta do and you keep moving. And I was just like, man, this is how I feel. And mm-hmm. that's how I always felt. and And then you don't realize until you get older what it was because when you were young, you couldn't express your emotions because you didn't understand them. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. That's what the show taught me, how to be vulnerable as a man, uh, how to be more open and say yes to life. When a big opportunity comes or something that is very uncomfortable, doesn't make sense for your life, yeah, you can say no, but I feel like I had to say yes just because of the timing and it was like, what else am I going to do? If I don't do this, I don't know what can happen. And I never want to live my life to, like, what if? You know, and I think a yeah. lot of people do that because they want to be it. go back to that control. I want to be in control of my outcomes. I want to be in control of my destiny. And maybe this is part of your destiny. Just say yes to it and control that part of it. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> many lessons, I'm sure. And and I will say, too, what what you said, like, I know so many men feel fear around being vulnerable right or quote-unquote looking weak i mean i myself used to be so stuck in my masculine energy and felt like the like divine feminine qualities of like the softness and the vulnerability like i felt like those were bad right and that was weakness and so like i wasn't even comfortable being vulnerable and and so for men especially like masculine men, men who are leaders, right? Like there's this idea I think that being showing those softer sides or the vulnerability, like that's that's a bad thing. But I see it as such a show of strength, actually, right? Like it takes a lot of strength to yeah. show up really raw and real and vulnerable and to share and show up when you don't feel like you have it all together or when <laughs> yeah. you don't feel like you're perfect or tough or whatever it is, right? So, yeah so it's such
0: a, a yeah it's tough and uh, it's a mind is a, a mindset shift because you get you get more out of the the other side that you didn't think you would opposed to you're gonna lie you're gonna manipulate you're gonna finesse you're gonna and it's like yeah but then i will only last for so long and then mm-hmm. the truth comes out and then you look crazy or you gotta go and <laughs> hide from it because you didn't own it so
1: yes yes so okay so so I think too, like along these lines, like talking masculinity and stuff like that, like I think that these days, like culturally, we'll, we're seeing a big attack on masculinity and with so many of the issues that we're experiencing in the country, in the world, like I think a lot could be improved by having more men really grounded in their masculinity. Um, what, what do you think of Just kind of the state of the, or I I, I don't know, like, do you feel like there's a bit of an attack on masculinity these days? Like the more, like, masculine man or that it's, like, not encouraged or almost seen as a bad thing? Like, I don't know if you even would agree
0: with that. No, I don't think it's an attack. Okay. I I think there is, maybe there's a less of a felt for in the universe because I feel like women are becoming... More uh, authority figures. Uh, They're more in their masculine energy where they're running businesses, they're making tons of money, they're in leadership roles. Um, The times are changing. You know, men are more, you know, they're more in their beta state maybe, or maybe more not as masculine or as alpha. Uh, But some of us, like myself, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm full blown masculine, but I know how to be soft. You know, like I know how to be vulnerable and say, look, I don't, this is what I'm feeling, this is where I'm at. So I think there can be a disconnect with men who feel like they have to always be masculine. I think that's where they fail themselves and their partner in their team, whatever space they're working in or living in. Uh, but I didn't know there was a tackle masculinity. You know, I don't think people talk about toxic positivity, toxic masculinity, all those things, but it's just like, what are we really talking about? Because I don't yeah. have a clue. Maybe yeah, no, that's just something
1: that I've I've noticed. You know, it's yeah. almost like the, like, alpha masculine men are like almost made out to be bad guys uh, oh, I lately see. Oh, and, really? and yeah there is a way there's you know there's toxic, toxic masculinity and there's toxic femininity too you know like there's both sides of it and um yeah but but yeah so that's that's kind of more what i was the direction yeah. i was leaning Got leaning it. in with that but um okay so now, now let's like i'm like let's talk about like the deck the dating and like sex and relationships and that kind of stuff. So yeah, how how has how? Well, oh, gosh, I have so many questions around this. So one, you hinted at, and I'm pretty certain. Obviously, this was what you were talking about. That oh, I've noticed I have so much energy in certain areas and yeah. you know parts of like, like all that. Yeah, and I'm assuming you're meaning like that that sexual energy, right? Yeah, like that sacral chakra energy and as a human design generator as well myself like yes so much sacral energy like that is that is our like powerhouse and all of that when you're a sacral authority generator um so how have you learned to really like harness that energy not just obviously for sex but like to channel that for other uses you know Uh
0: Um, it's always been like a challenge, at least growing up, because I didn't know what to do with it. You know, there's a lot of masturbation going on (laughs) because of that. Uh, And as I've gotten older, thank God I'm an athlete and I work out, I'm a fitness trainer. A lot of my energy goes to working out, right? A lot of my energy goes to research and information and learning, right? And then I love food. I'm a foodie. I can eat. Uh, And then you get as you grow and you get older you realize you have a more comfortable space with energy like you realize you started because i used to be i used to try to like hide from my um my sex drive and like oh, i don't want to be this positive person but just have this crazy sex drive and be very strong and explosive i was like they don't know that about me like i'm kind of like you know because i was like i didn't know how to embrace it and then as i'm old as i gotten older i'm comfortable in it i love it I realize at times it serves a great purpose for my life and I need it and I want it. And it got to make sense, right? Uh, So I just like to put that energy into things that's going to manifest greatness in my life. Books, courses, um, workouts, uh, stimulating conversation, reading books, going to seminars. You know, just I put all that energy into things I want to see grow and manifest. And sometimes you can get lost in that energy and be it's a lot of lust that you put it into and it can kind of burn you out and it's not really healthy so it ebbs and flows no one's perfect but that's how i kind of like dissipate like or distribute that energy in a positive way yeah Mm -hmm. so
1: absolutely yeah we can transmute it toward the things that we're really excited about because for you and i as like i said as sacral authority generators right um we, and, and for everyone listening, like when I'm saying that, like generator that sort of thing, this is human design. So you can really easily figure out your human design, like blueprint, if you will, um, just like Google it. Um, but yeah. And so for us, for generators, like we love to like dig in and like work and produce and create and all of that, but really can only like our most powerful and like only like really effective and feel our best when it's something that we're super excited about, right? Like, yeah, as sure. long as we are stoked about something, like, follow the desires and the joy and whatever lights you up, and we can, as as generators, like, create fucking magic. Yeah. And so similarly, like, yeah, using that sexual energy, that sacral energy, yeah, not just for sex, right? Like, okay, like, use that fire to work on whatever the next project is that you're super fucking excited about, right? And not be disposing of it uh, irresponsibly or in places where it's not going to be effective. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there several times. I'm burned out. Like, dang, I got to stop yeah. this. This is bad.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So on that note, like how has dating for you looked over the past year and a half like with every
0: the you know how the world has changed and all of that how's that how's that been <laughs> uh you know before the world has changed well, dating for me was tough just in general okay because i was on a show so when i meet women or connect with women you know you never know who you getting like are you dating me because of who mm-hmm. i am lo- oh yeah or like, like what it looks like on social space or are you dating because you really like me or are you into me or maybe it's a little bit of both but i realized they can't really give me an accurate answer because they only know me from what they see me in, right? So even if right. they say, no, I only like you for you, it's like yeah, but you wouldn't even know me if it wasn't for that. Yeah, even like if how you don't know me that knowledge, right? If you right. don't even know you know me from any other things, and then you see my social media, you know, red flags or you know, antenna's yeah, gonna go off. Like, hold on, what's hold on, what's going on? So that changes because perception is people's reality. Uh, so my history has been dating women who are not fully uh, ready or know how to um, be with a man or deal with a man who's emotionally vulnerable and capable and mature, who's very in tune with his feelings and emotion, who speaks his mind, who's very honest. It's like it's too much. And so it is even intimidating, it scares women away, or they can't be around it too much too long because my energy is so strong. I think sometimes people feel like they got to be perfect or be a certain way because of how I am around me. And it's like, no, you don't, you just be yourself that. And just, you know, I, I, and there is a lot of commitment issues on my end just for how I was raised. But I think it's also because of my life too, the, the stuff I see on a day-to-day basis and stuff that I experience. And I know um, it's hard to just settle down with just anybody because that's what they want or that's what they think. And I'm like, And I discovered something a few days ago. I said, you know, women will date someone and fall for someone off emotions and not off reality. And and a guy won't date a woman off emotions and won't even date off a reality. So the thing is... Wait, so then what
1: will a guy date
0: off of? so, So what I'm saying is he will eventually, once he realizes his reality can match his emotions for that person so there's a book the way to the superior man and it says okay if a yeah. guy doesn't have a purpose he can't have a wife so if a guy is just living for his family and his wife and kids and not living for himself and what his purpose and mission do, he actually fails them and himself because he needs something to feed him to feed them if you're just feeding them yes. you're burning out you're failing them so i discovered that Because a woman... My mom told me, she's like, women really live from their heart. And she's like, heartbreak, you can really feel it in your heart. Your heart really feels broken. And she said there's statistics stating that more women die from um, uh, heart attacks and more than anything because of heartbreak. You know, because they live from emotional spaces. It's in the heart. And most guys, if we get hurt one time, we never want to go back. Because it, it hurts. So, but as a man... You know, for me, you always want to provide and protect, but you want to be in a position where you can take care of your woman and, you know, give to her, but also give to yourself, have something like, I always look at athletes, no matter what age, when they get an NBA, NFL, baseball, it's easy for them to be in a relationship, right? Because they have the finances, they have a career, they have a foundation, they had a, rather they have the emotional capability to be in a relationship, the communication. They can have a stability of a relationship because they have the finances, they have the profession that gives them life and passion, and they have a setup that's easy to kind of operate in to make a woman feel secure, even though she might not feel love, But she knows she's stable, yeah. and she knows she has benefits, and that no matter what, she's going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some instances where women are like, no, but I don't care about that because, you know, I love you, and I, and, you know, I don't want to support you, and whatever, you what, what's mine is what's yours? It's like, yeah, but then you burn out because this person can't bring it, and then you guys don't even like each other because he's not pulling his his side to to the forefront because he doesn't have a purpose but yet you over here pulling everything like a mom would and you know the kids you're doing it for the kids and for your man and then you're burnt out and then you're not even in love no more because you're doing everything and it's just not healthy and I realize it's hard for women to accept that a guy doesn't want to commit when they want it because they're coming from the heart space and a guy is coming from a more logical, mental space. Like I want to commit, but I just I can't. I'm not in a position to feel that because I'm not where I want to be. You yeah, you know. So it's That's it's hard. That
1: interesting. Oh no, go ahead finish your thought.
0: No, as I just said it's just hard because if we understand, like men and women were totally different, we think differently, and it's okay for people to have their wants and needs. But just because someone is not where you're at doesn't mean they don't want to. They're just not ready. So you can't force or make a person feel bad for not being what you want because that's what you want. You can't force someone into a relationship or a situation because that benefits your heart. Or you can't get mad at a woman for messing around, but you can go mess around as a man. It doesn't work like that. You know, you can't point the finger. You can't make a person feel bad. Everything comes in due time. And when that's right, you'll know. But when you force things, they fail you.
1: Yes. Yep. I completely agree. The funny thing about that, that is when you're talking like, oh, women usually date like this, that sort of thing. I'm like, I'm so, I tend to, it's it's fascinating because like I, yes, am very like embodied in my divine feminine and everything like that, my big queen energy, yeah. (laughs) Um, And like when it comes to dating, I typically, like, my process or, like, how I navigate dating is often way more like a man would <laughs> than a woman.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, um, yeah, I'm usually the one, like, I'm usually more in the, like, not based off of just, like, yes, feelings as far as the connection and stuff like that goes, But but when it comes to me, like, actually wanting to commit or spend a lot of time and energy with somebody, like... I don't make those decisions based off of just my feelings. It's so much more about like, yes, the reality of it and the facts of the situation too. Yeah. Like and then making sure of course the feelings are there, the chemistry's there, my intuition is like, you know, guiding me a certain way. But but yeah, that I've always tended to be a bit more wired in dating the way that like guys date.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. And that's respectful. I, I get it. I don't care what no woman said. I'm not settling just because it sounds good, it looks good, it feels good. If that don't feel good to me, I'm not doing it. That's just yeah. what it is. And I'm never going to do it until I feel. Because only the person knows what they've been through and what they've gone through. and they, Even if, you know, if women often "Well, how do you know if you never tried? You don't know. You don't know. It's like, no, I know. I can feel when something is going. If this is happening, this is a no for now. Maybe later, but... You know, I'm not. Oh I'm not trying to get into something just to try it. Like, no, right. we're not doing that. I'm not just trying life. I'm doing life. I'm being it. And it's hard yes. because you know you want to give people the benefit of the doubt and give them what they. But it's like if you can't give it to them, it's like it's, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. still appreciate you. And there.
1: something that you said too with men, like the importance for men in really being like tapped into their purpose and working on their mission and like. Yeah, maybe they don't need to have, like, all the things in place and finished and it's, oh, it's all done, like, I've arrived, right? Like, yeah, Yeah. you can, like, find your partner while you're building your thing. But I think women often don't realize how important that is to a man, right? That purpose and what he's creating in the world. And I, I mean, what's the book? I'm forgetting what the book is called, like Keys to the Kingdom or something. What, what is her name? I can look it up right now. Um, Keys to the Kingdom. Um, oh yeah. Keys to the Kingdom by Alison Armstrong. So it's very much about like male, female dynamics and about, uh, like men's like phases that they go through in life, right? They're like phase like king phase like all this kind of stuff which are very correlated and they're, I think there's four I'm forgetting all of them but they're very much correlated to like where they're at like in in their mission and their purpose and I used to so it's so interesting because as far as love languages go like my number one is acts of service and I know very clearly like why that's my number one like if I'm tracing it back to like childhood and all that kind of stuff um acts of service and then words of affirmation in how I feel like loved, right? Um, How I show is words of affirmation and touch. That's like where I show the most. But how I feel love, receive love, acts of service is one of the top ones. And I used to want to, like, I love dating successful men and driven men, ambitious men who are like, really on fire for what they're creating in in the world and doing with their life and really passionate for it and are about it. And I used to want to be with men like that, but then also have them put me first ahead of whatever their <laughs> thing was, yeah. right? And so it was like, oh, I want you to be so fired up about your shit but now I want you to put me first, so that I'm the—I know that I'm the most important. Or I want you to carve out time. Which, yes, like on the one hand, yes, if you find like a woman that you want to be with, yes, you create space for her in your life. And I used to do it almost like not manipulatively, but it was very much coming from my own wounding of wanting to be like, okay, well, if that's the most important thing in your life you have to prove to me that I am by like putting me before work or whatever it is. And I have shifted that understanding so much in like the last few months to be like, no, if I'm saying I want a man who's like super fucking on fire for what he's creating, like, yes, we get to find intentional time together, but like, I don't want to add stress or make it him feel like I'm trying to pull him away from his purpose like fuck that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz in my pa- in my marriage right like I I often felt bad for how much I I mean I was a workaholic as well so there were things that I needed to change but I often felt like I was the bad guy for being so fired up for what I wanted to build and create for my life right yeah. and so I'm like wait I should, I don't want to make these like this man or that man or wh- whoever it is or was, like I don't want to make him feel bad for how focused he is. I don't want to add more, like if he's crazy busy with work right now, why am I now nagging to get time and energy? Like I'm adding stress to the plate, right? Mm-hmm. With a man that I say like is, is, I say I want somebody like this, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's been such an interesting realization to be like, no, like, surrender and like be in my feminine and have my man lead it's like okay then whatever like i'm doing and how i'm showing up i want it to empower him to be even more effective at all the shit he's doing absolutely right so like so yeah so i love that you said that about like how important it is for a man to be so connected to his purpose and focused on that because i think so like, we women, like, tend to want to be like, oh, if you don't have time for me, then I'm gone, right? And to mm-hmm. a certain extent, yes, right? Like, you know, you find time, but, but yeah, that's been one for me that's been such a big realization, because... Yeah, and
0: it's important to have someone to understand that who's not going to nag you and make you feel bad for going after something you believe in, or someone who has their own shit going on that makes you like them even more. Like, hey she's motivated. I like that. At least yeah. I know this person's not lazy, and they want to work, and they want to provide for themselves, and you know, sometimes it can be a clash because you have egos and you know, people to dominant people together can be tough at times, but it's you can work make it work if you like the person. And so, I believe in supporting someone's dreams and ambitions, but also giving people space so they can live those things freely and then really want you to come around when you guys want to see each other. It makes sense, you know, because yeah. you don't want to be forcing your entry in their life because that's what you want, but yet they're busy. So, it's it's a uh, in a book it talks about as well there's phases in a man's life like you said uh, where he's attracted to the hot girl You know, she's the dark brunette and she's just hot and like sexy model or whatever and like for some time that motivates the man right and mm-hmm. then this man has been with that person say 4 or 5 years and he has a career and has a consistent job and now he's just tired of looking at her when he comes home she doesn't turn him on no more so now he needs a little girl who's good on paper who's gonna like you know, do all the little things, she's not as sexy or as attractive, but she does everything else right, the small things, and, you know, she gets, you know, it's just, but it's a phase the man is in, and I believe that for, for anybody, women and men, like, your phases in your life is going to change how you view your partner, how you see them, it's not every day or every year, you're be like, oh, you're kind of like, blowing me right now, but. I don't really appreciate your energy. But then shit next week, it's like, yo, I fucking love you. Come here. You know what I mean? But it's all about the emotional state you're in in those moments and what you got going on in your life that affect your communication and your actions towards that person and how you feel. So I always think it's important and imperative for us to give space. You know, We got to overwhelm each other with attention and time all the time. Because if I tell you everything I got going on, it's not going to be nothing that you're going to want to learn or know because I tell you everything. So how can you grow? Sometimes, you know, being a mystery or having less, you know, to ponder on is great. Or when you don't see a person as much, when you do see them, it's just like fireworks. Like, yes. So that's yeah. my opinion in perspective, everybody. Some people think differently because they grew up differently, but I like to work. I like to get things done. I like to progress. I like to evolve. I like to win, but I also like to have a good time and like to, you know, kick it in where it makes sense. And, to fill each other's cup and have, you know, good times together. I think that's important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's something that I, you know, I think it's important to know where your own boundaries are and what you need and what you want and, and what makes you feel loved and fulfilled in a dating relationship and a partnership, whatever it is. But then also to, you know, make sure you're doing everything you can to like, see your partner thrive and like crush all their shit too you know and not add stress to that because yeah i like you know from and this is this is something even just like last year i'd be like noticing myself like with men i was dating who are like super fucking driven and successful and then being like well take a day off or me being like take a day off when they literally never take a day off and i'm like Maybe I can, like, wait to be that naggy, you know, I'm, like, adding stress, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. even if they want to see me and, like, this is good, like, me doing that, like, just adds more stress when they already have a very fucking full plate, you know? <laughs> Hell
0: yeah, you don't need dumb headaches, just give me yeah. love, love me, listen, love me, love me, love me. Exactly,
1: exactly, um, yeah, anyway, anyway, we're, like, right, we are right out of time, just about, I want to be sensitive to your time, I feel like we could talk about this keep talking about all these things, obviously. Oh, actually, I do want to ask one more question on the energy stuff. You mentioned that you have developed or noticed that you have like a very strong sixth sense, like very strong intuition. Has that always been the case? Is this something that you've noticed more recently that's kind of been turned on and activated?
0: i think it's always been the case i just didn't trust it as much as i did uh now um because when i was younger it just didn't make sense i was like why do i know this or what is this about now i when i'm around someone i can feel their energy or feel their thoughts and i can just like oh okay mm-hmm. or i can see where they are at you know energetically and i can kind of like feel and i'm like okay that makes sense or oh, okay all right i see how i see how we i see what we're doing here you know and you just take it for yeah. what it is yeah so
1: yeah absolutely what do you do you do anything to like strengthen that ability
0: it's just Or just a, kind of like it's a gift you know i can be yeah, with someone and i know right. exactly what they need like it could be anything from like let me feed them let me you know court them to this or they want they need information or they feel pumped up. Like some of my training clients are like, they don't really need me for training. They just want my energy to feel good about themselves. So let me make them mm-hmm. feel good while we train. Yeah. So you get it. Six six. Absolutely. It's like, I know. I see you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I, I get it. Because that's because same. Like, and that, I think, comes from so much about like being so having so much sacral authority, right? Because yeah. that's where our intuition and our gut is. And Yeah. I I hear you, and sometimes, and you know, that's something that I teach, and I'm stepping into teaching more, and I'm like, yeah, but I just know it. I'm like, it just like comes naturally. Yeah, okay. you just know,
0: and then you just you get it.
1: Yep, yeah. I love that. I love that. I know we have so many similarities with so many of, of these things. So okay, I, like I said, I can keep going. We are at time, um, so obviously, this show Amplify is all about. People owning their truth, using their voice, standing out in the world as the most, like, unapologetic. Oh, what up, y'all? We are still going. Woo! Standing out as the most unapologetic, bold, aligned, authentic, abundant version of themselves. So, obviously, aside from everyone going and getting the book, a 100 Days of Wisdom, and you've got a 100 quotes in here to give you that daily like fight that fire for you give you that wisdom that reflection all of that aside from people going and getting the book what is like one key piece of advice that you would give people who just want to like live more authentically live more unapologetically and more boldly whether that's like one quote that you're really reflecting on these days like a question to ask yourself something to do every morning like what's like One parting word of wisdom or or thing to give the
0: audience? Uh, You know, it would just be get to know yourself. And once you know yourself, be completely yourself. And life will be Mm -hmm. so much easier. That's it. Because no one can be you more than you.
1: Yeah. No matter what it is. That's just what it is. I mean, that's that's something I tell my clients, you know, the listeners all the time is... The more you you are, the more of a magnet you become for everything that you want, simple. everything that you desire. Like the more you tap into yourself and your authenticity and your own magic, you fucking everything starts flying your way.
0: Yeah, it's really simple. Get to know yourself so you can be yourself and then the rest of do itself. Is <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> yes. This is what I do. I'm always over here trying to figure me out so I can understand and be more of that. And the rest. Absolutely. I control, so, yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right. So one more time. Where can everybody get in touch with
0: you? Where can everybody get the book? Well, get the book. You go to my Instagram, social media, at Eric Bigger. Um, you can go to my Twitter as well, Eric underscore Bigger. Uh, and cl- click the link in my bio and get the physical copy of 100 Days of Wisdom. Um, you also can go to my website, it's MiracleSeason.com, and get it as well. So uh, it's all up to you. It's there. Have it. You need it. Get it for someone as a gift. You got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, birthdays, every day. It's a good quote book for a great coffee table and, you know, some inspiration there that'll change your life and help you get through your toughest times and your happiest times. So 100 days of wisdom, 100 quotes to live a more inspired life by me, Eric Bigger. Share it, get it, be it, live it, know it, grow it, and you'll have it. It's that simple. It's miracle season. Baby! Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Amplify your life. What a hundred days of wisdom. (laughs) Oh, I love this. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining.
1: And I'm so pumped for everybody to hear this. Those who didn't get to hear it on the live stream. Which, lucky y'all, huh?
0: Lucky y'all. How about that? How about that? (laughs)
1: Yep. Um, Alright, I'm going to go ahead and shut us down. And...